Good evening and a very warm welcome to you spread around the room. I shall try and do a, is it an owl impression as I talk to you all. Um, we're here tonight to worship God and to just recognize that morning, noon, evening or night and through to the next day, God's name is to be praised. And that's what we're here for. We're looking uh, at the start just now of recognizing that our God is the God of yesterday, today, and forever. And uh, whatever we face in whatever part of our day or our life, we know that God is with us. And we're going to reflect that in our first song tonight, which is, Lord, for the years, your hand has come. strengthens, that leads and encourages. Lord, we thank you that sometimes we need that cheering up from behind as well as, Lord, boldly going because we know that is the direction in which we are leading. 
And so, Father God, we give you our thanks and our praise. We acknowledge tonight just how great you are. Lord, we thank you that you are the Lord of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And in, Lord, in our conversation this evening, as both Daniel and Haley share, Lord God, we pray that we too may be challenged, we too may be um, inspired to think about some of the questions that they will be addressing. We too may be able to see you at work in our lives. And so, Lord, we give you this evening and we declare you as our Lord, as our Saviour, as our King of Kings and our Lord of Lords. Amen. Amen. Please do take your seats. And as Hayley said this morning, if you were here, I've just realised I've got my mask on, uh, that we are having our coffee and chat session tonight. Uh, we've had, it's our second one, isn't it? Gosh, time seems to go so fast. Um, but tonight we're having a conversation, uh, firstly with Daniel and then with Haley. And so, Daniel, can I invite you to come and join me? Yes, please bring your drink. It's funny, isn't it, how sometimes when we are asked questions, we think, is there a right or a wrong answer? If I say this, is that going to be condemned? But actually, all of us are on our own journey. All of us have our own experience. And all of us, uh, God uses in a different way. And so we hopefully, by the time we've listened to what Daniel is going to share and what Haley's going to share in a little while, we too will have that moment to look back at our own lives and see where God's hands being on us or with us or see the things that maybe we've seen God at work or has inspired us along the way. And so Daniel was given the, uh, an option of a selection of questions and he's chosen three. And the first one is, can you tell us a little bit about someone who inspires or has inspired you? I've been inspired um, by um, a Bible theologian and his, his name is uh, Norman Tom Wright and he's, he's well known for his, um, for his work in theology and his contributions in interpreting um, the Old and New Testament. Absolutely. And the Bible... It, conveys the message in a very easy to understand um, way for Bible readers from all, all, all abilities, whether they're a beginner or been, been reading the Bible for a very long time. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's uh, from like Genesis uh, to Revelation, the 66 books. I think it's, it's inspired me in, in terms of his amount of effort he puts in into... Um, looking at the scriptures and then by each verse, for each passage of the Bible, um, it, go, it goes through each verse and explains it in a, a very easy to understand way so anyone can understand it. And in terms of, it's very assertive in the way, the way it's written, his commentaries and it's, the context is, is true to, to the Hebrew and the time, and he, he, I think it's, it's, it's helped me to better understand the Bible for myself mm. in terms of 
what is the relevance of, of that in terms of looking at the Bible many times has helped me to with like difficult passages in terms of looking at the Bible and being able to understand it for myself and breaking down the, the passage. So found he's been an inspiration in terms of work he's done in like as a teacher and a preacher and as a literary author. Mm, absolutely. Um, I think that Tom's passion for interpreting like the meaning of the Bible stories it, it's, 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 it's spurred me to read the Bible daily and get disciplined in setting aside time to read the Bible daily and delve into God's word and understand script help me to do because sometimes before it's in terms of building up discipline I found it's been very it's helped a lot to look at his commentaries um, like cause when, when times when I'm like flagging on reading, I like, missed a few days. Yet I found it's very helpful to look look at a Bible passage, and then if you look if you look at it at the same time after you read it, it helps to build up a, like a set aside time to, to read the Bible. It's also I found him inspiring because also he's done much work as previous um, worked at D Durham Cathedral, yes. and he's worked at. Premier Radio alongside um, uh, Justin Brearley and Tom Holland and it, it's got a well-known uh, podcast called Ask Tom Anything <laughs> <laughs> it's um, like, like re relevant issues that like day-to-day -day issues he he brings up in perspective of, of Christianity and has a is very inquisitive and and tactful in the way draw, draws um, subjects alongside each other and explains how the Bible has an impact upon them and its relevance in um, today's society and culture. Um, so, yeah, it, it does an excellent job in looking at these intricacies and applying the Bible lessons um, to everyday situations. Um, it's challenged me in my understanding, interpretation of scripture and Bible doctrine, and I just I found that it's very due diligent and careful in his interpretation and explanation of of Bible passages and what the lessons are to be learnt. And yeah, that generally it's, it's helped me with interpreting the Bible and understanding it better for myself. It's very good, isn't it? Because he relates something that can seem quite complicated and he makes it quite accessible. So something that kind of feels like way above our head, he brings it down to a really earthly way of understanding so that you can actually get a grip of what it is that he's trying to, trying to portray. And I think I would agree with you, his, you know, his commentaries particularly, but he's got such a wide range, hasn't he, of other books that he's written. Are there any in particular, other than the commentaries, that you particularly uh, like to, to read um, or found helpful? Yes, it's got. It's it's done significant work on um, Paul. Yes. And um, letters of Paul and um, to the churches and in terms of the background detail is is very extensive on Paul and how Christianity spread. Um, after, after 
Jesus um, ascended to heaven after, after that time, how it, from, from Pentecost, how it spread and grew into the modern day church. So he's, he does very far research on his books and it's, it's very, very easy to follow and see how it fits into from like paragraph to paragraph and what, what he's trying to explain. So I suppose if anyone here is looking for kind of a bit more in-depth material, but they kind of think, where on earth do you start? What you're saying is he would definitely be a good person or a good book to pick up and, and look at something in particular detail. Yes. Yeah. I wonder if I was to ask you, and you, it's okay, I'm not going to ask you at the moment, but I wonder if, any, if I was to ask you which person would inspire you and it can be absolutely anybody it can be a christian or a non-christian it can be a teacher or um, your boss or a colleague or a family member i wonder who would come to your mind and why and that's really what uh, daniel was addressing in that very first question who's inspired you and why but i've asked you another question haven't i daniel yes which is we've talked about uh, N.T. Wright's uh, kind of expositories and commentaries, but my qu next question was, what is a favourite Bible passage and why? And I'm, I, I just, and before you answer, if, I, if you think about that, I wonder if your view on Bible passages will vary depending where you are in your walk with God, because I think that would be true for me, but Daniel, what's your response to that? Um. My favourite Bible passage is um, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 to 3, and this is like the NIV version. Um, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. The joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. I found that this um, Bible passage is it's encouraging, and it's especially the part of um, on how to get rid of sin. Yeah. And like sometimes it, 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 it's, it's a helpful reminder because day to day there's, you can get very preoccupied and busy. And I find it's, it's, a, it's a helpful verse for me to look um, back at to, on, on how to refix my, um, my thoughts and my vision on the ways of uh, Jesus' teaching and look towards God um, especially in terms of like setting our eyes towards um, oh. God's goal rather than our own I, I, I found that, that that part of the verse struck me in terms of um, it, it, it's God's vision is set upon all of our lives and it, rather than my own human endeavour and thoughts that I have it, it helps to to put my thoughts to the the check and to the test to see are they in line with God's view and what, what I should be thinking at this current time or or do I need to to say sorry God I've, I've sinned and maybe my, my thoughts aren't quite right um, but uh, yeah I, f I found that the, the, these verses 
very helpful, and especially in terms of it mentions about Christ suffered for our sins mm. and for mankind. And uh, we can get worried about, in this day and age, we can get worried about little things. Oh, I need to do this and this today, or I need to do this and this in a couple of weeks' time. But in terms of not losing heart yeah. and getting discouraged if we feel that the, the trials of the day are challenging it, or we're getting, we're not getting um, a difficult time, whether it's work or someone we know because of, because of our beliefs, it says we, can know, we shouldn't be overcome by being persecution. We can, God has a bigger plan for us in terms of for our lives and in, in our journey of faith. Therefore, I found that it's like a, these three these uh, three verses. It's just like a positive affirmation um, about standing firm in the faith, and a wonderful reminder that Jesus and the Holy Spirit is there to shape my faith um, throughout my spirit, spiritual journey with Him. And I, and I think particularly that last part of the verse, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. There's almost an ex and there's almost that sense of, you know, God knows that sometimes we do. But actually, as you say, looking back at this verse, it tells us about that perseverance that we need to, to keep going, as you've said. Um, and sometimes we all need that encouragement, don't we? To, to not grow weary, to, to keep persevering and to, to keep our eyes fixed. Because it's so easy to look down at ourselves rather than up at God. Yeah, thank you, Daniel. And then finally... Uh, what have you learnt about your faith through COVID? Perhaps maybe as a result of Wednesdays at RBC or from worshipping at home or from your own personal experience of God speaking to you? That was like three questions in one. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so the UK lockdown, um, so it started on uh, the COVID-19 coronavirus. It got introduced by Boris Johnson on the 23rd of March, 2020, and then it ended it July the 19th, 2021. Um, I think during this time, um, the experience of lockdown during COVID has given me like extra time to, to spend um, on quiet meditation with God, and particularly with like prayers of petitionary and thanksgiving prayers like giving sending my request to God and also thanking him for um, for the day and thanking him for that having that he's kept me safe and well and all, I think it's, it's, it's helped me to realize because the coronavirus has been um, it's affected many in terms of um, making people have lost their lives mm. and it's been a deadly illness it's, it's, it's brought sadness to many but I think it's helped me to um, to meditate, to take a step back, and look at, see, reflect on what's important in my journey of faith with God. And so I'd I'd say that. So also during lockdown time. Um, had um, Zoom meetings at Romford Baptist Church um, on a Wednesday evening. So I had 
also because my usually a experienced Bible study in the format of being inside a church, so it's a bit different having it online. Um, but I, I think what, what I learned is that the physical building isn't as important as being able to meet up with fellow Christians and be able to worship with one another. And it, when you meet up on Zoom, you have you have that opportunity to share your experiences of what you experience um, and your prayer requests with each other, which which is helpful. Um, so I had had the time to to have fellowship with like fellow Christians and had discuss our within the confines of a small group. You, you've got the like, privacy and mm. to share it with people you know what, what's on your mind and your concerns, whether that's for yourself or for other people. Um, I think had had the peak prayer prayer course yeah. and the well-being course, which which I found helpful and at Romford Baptist Church and I think especially with the prayer course in terms of using the, like, the pray and pause and the press ask yield mm. acronym to, and use an examen to all these different examples mm. on how to find time to make prayer within, within a busy schedule whether that's it, to make prayer work around your day schedule whether that's in the morning, evening or when it fits you I think that that was very helpful having the, the prayer course and the well-being course to look at um, the importance of spiritual well-being in, and in terms of how, my, how is my spiritual state with God. That, that was a very, very helpful course. Um, yeah, I think that the, these courses uh, helped me to become better disciplined in devoting praying time in the morning and also being better in recognising people that I need to identify that, that, that might need prayer and being knowing it down and putting them onto making sure that I do spend time praying them yeah. when, when, when I can also found that the lockdown experience has helped to strengthen my faith by using available resources that, that I have, um, whether that be, for instance, on my mobile phone, I found that um, the daily prayer guide on my phone, I found helpful because it has has examples of prayers that I can pray, which, which I found helpful on my phone. And also, um, like Christian speakers of um, thoughts of wisdom on it as well, so I found that helpful. Also found um, the Glorify um, free um, app, mobile app, very helpful as well, which which has a, a daily Bible verse, right. and after that has a devotional um, explanation of the Bible verse. So that, that helped set the scene for like um, making sure that I did read the Bible mm. each day. Mm. So I found that very helpful, and. Help, help focus my undivided attention on the Bible scriptures and how to apply it um, within my everyday life routine. Um, I think that also that, that 
these, these apps have um, been very helpful to make sure that I read the Bible daily and pray in advance the day ahead. Um, so in terms of lockdown has helped and made me sure that, that, I'm, that, I'm, that I pray in advance rather than pray because it's, sometimes it's when you're in need, you can, you can bring your request straight away. And I think uh, some before, before I have maybe faltered on that in terms of praying in a delayed way rather than praying in advance um, for, for, for people and um, church and myself. But I think that lockdown has been very helpful in terms of better understanding where I'm spiritually at with God and in terms of letting him to take my take the guide me with his vision rather than my own. I think it's been very helpful in meditating on him and giving the time to, to lead the way for me. Which often if we think about lockdown, we think of the negatives, don't we? We think of the things that we've missed and the things that have, we've struggled with and the things that we found hard. Actually, what you're saying is you learnt to focus on thanking God you learn to use that time to set a rhythm and, a, and, and establish a new way of doing things. And I love the fact that you said you found lots of different ways to pray. Because I think we do fall into a trap. And I don't know if, if you will agree with that. But I think sometimes we do fall into a trap of always praying perhaps in the same way. And that was, for me, that was one of the beauties of the prayer course. Was to give us that wide open choice that was so available to us that so often we weren't aware of or we'd forgotten and it was just a lovely refresher in the midst of all that was going on. So Daniel, thank you because sitting here in front of people you know and people you don't know that well is quite a scary thing to do. So can we thank Daniel in a traditional way? And I asked Daniel if there was a piece of music or um, a song or um, a hymn that we may um, want to listen to or to sing tonight. And he's chosen a song called We Will Not Be Shaken, which actually, in the light of what you've just been talking about, particularly with regard to lockdown, is a really good reminder that actually, in the midst of everything, we don't need to be shaken because God is with us. And so we're going to just sit and listen to it uh, now. And thank you, Daniel, for the choice.
Let's just pray for a moment. Loving Heavenly Father, we thank you for that reminder as we've listened to Daniel that actually, even in the tough times, there are reasons to give thanks. Even with all the things that we can find to pull us down, there are things that can lift us up. We thank you for things like the prayer course and Wednesdays at RBC and Bible apps and commentaries that have been written by people who make our understanding uh, more easily able to be achieved because of the way they, they themselves have studied and they, the way they themselves enable us to access the word of God, your word. Lord, we thank you that um, we can praise you and we thank you that we live in a country where that is possible. As Lord, we were thinking this morning about those who are living in countries where praising you is so much harder. And Lord, as we um, are just here tonight, we thank you again that in our offering of words and of our hearts, Lord, we also bring to you our offering of money. And so, Father God, we thank you for all those who have given over so many weeks and months and years. Lord, we pray that the money that um, is given to this place is not just used for the ministry here, but can be used for the ministry further afield in this town, in this country, and across our world. Father God, we recognize that in our giving, you give us so much more. And for that, we thank you. Amen. Amen. Haley, you're lurking at the back. Come and join me. Are you sitting comfortably? I am sitting comfortably. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you were asked a similar set of questions, and you two have chosen three. Yep. And your first one, I don't know if I'm going to do it in the right order. Okay, it's fine. So I'm going to start with someone who I believe has inspired you or inspires you. Okay, um, this was actually quite hard um, when I was trying to think of somebody, because I know from when I was a Sunday school teacher, you, you kind of, you know, you teach so many children over the years, and you just take a great sort of like um, appreciation that God's chosen you to be a small part of that person's life. And so then for me to be like, there's so many people, how do I pick one? Um, so I think for me, I had to go back to the beginning um, of my faith. And I think that was as a child, um, I grew up in Sunday school and in Girls Brigade. And yeah, so I picked my first um, Sunday school teacher. Um, and a girls' grade leader, and her name was Janice. Right. And I look back, it, again, it's given me a chance over this last week to look back on how those early years actually did impact me before I made that commitment to become a Christian. Um, it was just fun. It was fun to learn about God. It was everything to do with it was just the highlight of the week, midweek, and on Sundays. Um, and... It was through her faith and the example that she set me that when I became a Sunday school teacher, I almost wanted to not replicate, but the experiences that I had as a child, I wanted the children that I taught to, yeah, to just almost pass on that amazingness that I had. So I think definitely she was, yeah. How many here have been 
Sunday school teachers over the years. Yeah, how many of you can just identify with what Haley's just said? And Haley, I know on Sunday, next Sunday morning, we have got some youngsters being baptized. Have you been a Sunday school teacher for any of them? Yes, three of them. The three, so for the three young people who are being baptized next Sunday morning, you've been their Sunday school teacher. So how does that make you feel when you recognize that they're going to be going through the waters of baptism? Yeah. Makes me feel old. If I... <laughs> 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 that they've grown up. Um, I think as well, the fact that, like I said, for I couldn't work out how many children I've taught as a Sunday school teacher or as a youth leader. So, and like I said, for some of them, I will never know what part I played or where they are. So there is that element of like, wow, I get to, yeah, I get to be part of that. And I think, um, and, for, and for those who I was a Sunday school teacher for in the past, who are now my friends, again, I take great privilege in that. And I think, um, so, one of, so again, so going back to my choice, um, when I became a grown-up, Apparently, I'm a grown-up. <laughs> um, yeah, when I became a grown-up, I think, yeah, my relationship with Janice um, strengthened. And, yeah, I took a lot of... I'm trying to find the right words. The way... Um, before she passed away, she was seriously ill. And I took a lot of encouragement from the way that she dealt with it. Um, one of the things she used to love to do was travel the world. Right. We have fridge magnets. A lot of them are from her. Even when the key rings on my my car key are from her, um, and even in those final final years, whenever she finished treatment, her first question to the consultant was, "Well, can I travel?" Right. And if he said yes, she was off to Canada. <laughs> she was off to China. And so I think, yeah. And so I think I I, I picked her as well because I think as a Christian, you're constantly growing, and it's been eight years now, and I just think so much of my life has changed within this eight years in work and like even what I do here now I would not have believed that I was doing what I'm doing now in church eight years ago so yeah I would like to have been able to have said look what you helped me do yeah absolutely and that's 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 it's lovely isn't it if I had to think of someone you know a Sunday school teacher would be up there because they had got a massive impact on my life and um I'm probably going to get myself shot in the foot here, but when, when I think about one of my Sunday school teachers, when I was young, I thought she was old. <laughs> and now, in my early 50s, she still looks the same as she did. <laughs> you know, because you kind of capture people, don't you, in that moment in time? And, you know, that's 50 years, you know, 40 years have passed what an insult I must have been thinking about that, about somebody else. But, you know, sometimes when we're young, actually we forget, don't we, that um, age actually has no relevance. Actually, it's about their lifestyle and it's about the way that they live. And I think you have admirably explained that in what you've just said tonight, so thank you. So, your second choice was a favourite Bible passage and why I hope it's not going to be the same one as, uh, as Daniel. <laughs> What's your favourite Bible passage and why? So, um, again, I picked um, the story of Elijah, um, 1 Kings 19. Um, I've always really loved the, particularly the verse where um, he's waiting to listen to hear from God. And God wasn't like in the earthquake. He wasn't in the fire and all of that. But he was the gentle whisper. Um, 
And I always really loved reading that because I think, again, when you're doing Sunday school and stuff like that, you always grow up hearing about the big dramatic stories like Daniel in the lion's den and Jesus calming the storm. And that's God speaking in a dramatic way. And it's, and it's great for the kids to hear. And, you know, and God does speak to people like that now, but everybody's different. So he speaks to people differently and he doesn't speak to me like that. So to God does kind of speak to me in a gentle whisper and kind of, in the way the third question is going to be in the future that you're going to ask in a minute. Um, and so, yeah, I, I loved that because, yeah, that's how I hear God. He is that whisper. Um, and I think also because I have that image of when you're wanting to hear from God when life is difficult or scary, it's almost like you are in the darkness and it's that whisper that kind of pulls you out of the darkness. Um, and so, yeah, I, I picked that. And then even more so, it became more sort of like a favourite, if that's the right word, um, last year when we was doing the wellbeing course because the whole series was based on, we did about Elijah yeah. in that, and that element of um, the practical side that, you know, God made sure that Elijah rested and he ate and he slept. And that kind of, before then, then he spoke to him and the element of actually in our lives, if we're looking to hear from God, actually, we need to make sure, well, Hayley, have you slept properly? Have you ate properly? Have you rested properly? Because you need all of that as part of your well-being to be able to hear God because potentially what he's going to tell you is something that could be quite sort of scary, but it could be involving a big step. And in order to do that, you need to make sure that if you're able to, you are physically you know, able to do whatever he's asking you to do. So yeah, it became a really sort of favourite passage anyway. And then when we expanded on it last year, it kind of, it, it gave a new meaning to it. And I think, again, that's one of the things that with the Bible, you can read the same passage for years and years and years. And then you do something in a different way, like with the wellbeing course. And it's like, oh, I've learnt. You're constantly learning something new about it. So I think that's definitely, um, yeah, one of my... Favourite passages. Favourite passages. And I think just thinking about the wellbeing course, it was, I don't know if you found this, and if uh, those of you who did it, it was realising quite how all those different parts of us link together. So our emotions and our physical and our, um, our financial and our spiritual. Actually, if one area is struggling, that does have an impact on the other five areas that we looked at. And that was really evident in that passage from, from 1 Kings uh, when, when we were talking about it. Yeah, in that element of, like, actually, if I'm wanting to hear from God, actually, if I'm really tired, maybe tonight is not the night because I'm not, you know, it's like when, if I'm tired and somebody's actually trying to have a conversation with me, you don't process things properly, you don't, you know, it's, you need to be fully alert, and if you're not fully alert, so, yeah, it's, it's in, it was an interesting way to understand how all of it is connected because I think sometimes you try and, keep everything separate and it's not separate you need to kind of keep a check on every area so um yeah so definitely it, it heightened the story for me definitely and I'm going to throw you now because I'm going to ask you a little tweak because you talked about that still small voice that Elijah was listening for and I know for you creation is really important isn't it and how actually it's in creation you often do hear God would that be fair Yes, that would be fair, and that's where the third question is going to be going. But yeah, um, 
So yeah, create... do, you to, do you want to talk about your third question? Because okay. the third question was, I asked you, if you were being sent to a desert island, what would you take with you? Maybe a piece of art or poem or an object, what would it be to take with you? Yeah, so um, my choice would be, it would be a photograph, collage, like a collage of photos of nature in autumn was my... Because as you said, I, I hear God in creation, um, which is, I think, where the gentle whisper comes from. I kind of already knew that, um, but I think that became more apparent to me over this last kind of like COVID time when I would go out for walks every day, um, particularly like working from home. It is, you know, technology is great, but it is a lonely experience when you're used to sharing an office with 50 people and it's just you and a laptop screen. It is very different. Um, so to, and you do just sit there and don't move and just drink coffee and work. Um, so to get out at the end of the day, to walk through the park um, is the way that I kind of sort of unwind from the day and let go of everything that... Um, one of the things I've noticed actually working from home as well is the frustrations that you might share because of a work situation, you if you're sitting next to somebody, you share that frustration with them because they're part of your team. Yeah. It's not quite the same trying to do it over a telephone call or like um, we have like an instant messaging. It's not the same. So you almost hold on to it more because there's nobody there to sort of, you know, share it with. So, um, so coming back to autumn. So, uh, yeah, walking through the park. And for me, autumn is my favourite season. Um, I just love the colours. I... Um, I think because there's that element of God in that autumn's when everything's changing. So it's almost like the trees have gone from being bright green in the summer, which is when people think everything's, a, not, that's a very generalisation, but it's, it's at its fullest, it's green, everything's blossomed. And so autumn's a bit like, oh, it's all going, it's all changing. But actually, I, the colours, they take my breath away, they're stunning. And it's that almost that reminder that when change is happening... God is still in the detail and God is still making things beautiful because the, the scenery is just stunning. And so for me, it would be having a photograph. I've got thousands of photos on my phone that I've just been taking. And even just yesterday when I was walking through the park and I was, again, sort of thinking about tonight, um, the weather was kind of, it was okay, and, but I was walking through like um, this archway of trees and there was just this rustle in the trees, almost like the sound of a whisper. Mm. And that's what reminded me of like, yeah, this is why I like autumn. This is why I like that sense of God is here. And it's almost like a still calmness. I think um, when I'm out in nature, I just, I just feel that calmness of like, whatever I've faced that day, it just put me in a park for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it might be back, you know, I might have to go somewhere and deal with another situation, but for those 10 minutes, or for yesterday it was an hour, it was just me and God. And yeah, so a, a picture of autumn with creation, with the colours, I just, yeah, I sort of, we'll, I know we'll get to the end of like October, beginning November, and I'll be like desperate for the trees to come back again <laughs> next September. It's, <laughs> it's, you know, so definitely for me, it's seeing God in creation is how he speaks to me. Whereas for me, it's like, I can't wait for spring when, you know, but I mean... Spring I is my second, spring second. is my second, yeah. So let's just do a quick straw poll. If I was to ask you, which was your favourite season, how many would you put your hands up for autumn? Oh yeah, you're not on your own. For uh, winter? No one likes winter. <laughs> spring? <laughs> Summer? 
a few of you. It, you know, and, but even in a room like this, what does that say? It says we're all individuals. And it means that God uses every part of every day, of every year, of every season to talk to some of us in different ways. And I love that, that illustration you used of you could hear the rustle of the trees and it reminded you of the whisper. Thank you. Now, you didn't know this, but don't disappear because I wonder, is anybody here willing to share maybe someone who's inspired you or a Bible verse or... Um, something that you've heard from either Daniel or Haley uh, that you might just be willing just to share for a moment and Haley will come out to you with the mic there's <laughs> no pressure but it was just a question thank you Hannah yeah I'm losing track of Some of the people that are getting baptized, you know, next week were in your class, you know. You know, I mean, partially I felt a little bit of pressure. I thought, oh, you know, kind of you have a lot of responsibility, like within the role that, you know, that God has given you. Um, but it made me think that um, when I was young, my dad was my Sunday school teacher. Um, to the point, like when I was in nappies, he used to go into um, he used to go into the shopping centre, like with a sandwich board, and Jesus with Jesus loves you written on it, and have me, you know, on his arm and that with a bottle, you know, in my mouth, and and um, and uh, and I just remember how gentle and kind and patient he and my my mother was with children in church and how much of that I draw, like how much of that I draw from when I'm with the children that we have in our church. Mm. Just things like on kind of how he would sit on a level with them and talk to them, not tower over them and expect them to speak upwards. Mm. And, uh, you know, and, and, um, and it just really like kind of impacted the way that I see my relationship with God how he comes to us on our level in order to have a relationship with him and how we do that with the children that we have here on Sundays and throughout the week. So thank you for that because that was a huge reminder and to be honest with you, something that I'd forgotten about for a while. So thank you. Thank you, Hannah. Anybody else want to share a person inspired you or a Bible passage? It can be a hymn. I won't make you talk as long as uh, Haley did or Daniel did. Are you looking, Barbara, for the microphone? Okay. I was just thinking about the people that led the Scripture Union camps that I used to oh. go to oh. as a young person. Oh. Um, I'd been through Sunday school in a church that didn't really talk about a personal relationship with Jesus. And I went to these camps and the people who were like the dormitory officers and leaders and the ways in which they helped me, and quite a lot of them were teachers because the holidays took place in the holidays. Yeah. 
And that really inspired me that I needed to go into school to train and be a teacher oh. so that I could help young people in the same way. Excellent, thank you. So again, it's that moment of inspiration which impacted on your life and the choices that you made. Yeah. Yeah, lovely, thank you. Uh, thank you, John. Well, this is nice. I'm sitting down and you're walking around. <laughs> Um, Billy Graham. Yes. Um, I went to see him when I was about 12 years old. I think it was 1956 at Motherwell Football Stadium. And um, he was truly inspirational for a lot of people yes. over the yeah. years. Yeah, absolutely. How many people went and listened to Billy Graham over the years? I think, I think, that, rests, I think that rests your case, John. Truly inspirational to an awful lot of people. At, at a Billy Graham. Yeah. So your first public commitment was at a Billy Graham mission. Yeah, amazing. Yours too. Yeah. So privately made that commitment, but first public. Yeah, absolutely. It's not been easy for either. Oh, you wanted to share. Excellent. Uh, towards towards the back. It's Graeber. She's coming. She's rebellious because she's sitting in a row. Well, thank you. It's just that um, talking about Sunday school, I just remembered this um, song um, a long time ago. It's about thank you for giving to the Lord. I don't know. I think some of us may know it. Um, so in one of the verses, it says um, um, about someone Okay, so it's about somebody that went to heaven and was thanking different people. And um, somebody walks up to him and said, look, you may not know me now, but you used to teach my Sunday school when I was only eight. And um, every night or every Sunday you say a prayer before the service begins. And one of those days when you said that prayer, I asked Jesus into my heart. So um, for those of us that work with kids, we don't, sometimes you're not even sure if you're making any impact, but um, I think it's just God, God knows and it's only, sometimes you would never know, but um, every, every um, little seed that you sow mm, is really absolutely. important because uh, like personally, I can't talk about one particular person, mm. but I know that from either from hymns or Bible passages mm. or mm. just seeing people, you know, living out the Christian life in such a steadfast way, that would normally inspire me because um, growing up, I used to be a bit unstable in my Christian life. You mm. know, it's like today I'm hot and the next day I'm cold. So one of the things that would really inspire me is if I see someone that's been a Christian for a very long time and you look at their lives and they are still so just um, steadfastly trusting God. And that used, that's one thing I used to really draw from. But um, I just thought of that song and I just mm. thought, yeah, um, that song used to inspire me as a Sunday school teacher. Thank you, Graeber. That's really helpful. Let's just spend um, a short while in prayer. And I just invite you just to bow your heads just right now. And Lord, as we think about our own journeys and our own walks with you, whether that was from a very young age or we've come to faith later in life, we thank you for each and every person who along the way 
has helped to sow seeds that has come to fruition. Lord, for those of us who are privileged enough to grow up through a church, we thank you for our Sunday school teachers and for the blessing they have been. We thank you for each one in this room who in themselves have been a Sunday school teacher, or for whom as yet that's not been the case, but who knows what you may have for them in the future. Lord God, we thank you that we can make a difference because you use us and we hear that call on our lives. Sometimes, Lord, that call is in the quiet and in the stillness of the cave. And other times, Lord, it's shouted forth from the front or out loud. We thank you, Lord, for the people whose lives, such as Billy Graham or those Scripture Union uh, leaders or whoever it may have been, Lord, has influenced us in our walk. And for those we thank you. We thank you for those faithful servants. We thank you for each person in this room, however old or young they may be. Lord, we thank you for the conversations we will have had over the years. And Lord, we may never know what difference those conversations may have had on others. But Lord, we thank you that we had those opportunities and we trust you for the seeds that may have been sown, that they may come to fruition and Lord we thank you for that reminder that as we look at your word you speak to each one of us through passages that are familiar to us or passages that are not we thank you for the way that um, we can look afresh at a passage to which we've become so familiar and still hear something fresh from you and Lord we thank you for the people who have enabled us during lockdown to hear afresh, to pray afresh, to read your scriptures afresh, to learn more about ourselves afresh, for the teaching that has gone on and for the way that together we have learnt. And so, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the willingness of both Haley and Daniel to share tonight and for those who've just shared now um, following on. Lord, in all that we do, we thank you that our hope is in you and that you have your hand upon each one of us. Amen. And our last song, uh, I invite you, if you're able to stand, reminds us that our hope is built on nothing less. Holy trust in Jesus' name. 
in the Savior's love Through the storm He is Lord, Lord of I'm just going to pray uh, for Parkside. Lord God, we just lift up Parkside to you tonight as, Lord, they've uh, had another resident being called home to be with you. Lord, as great as that is for the person to be safe in your arms, Lord, it just leaves 
those um, at Parkside just with that question of needing your love this night. And so, Father God, we ask a blessing upon them as we ask a blessing upon us. Lord, be with the families of both Margot and of uh, Daphne Joyce. And Lord, we just pray for each and every one that, Lord, you will just draw close to them. We thank you that your presence is in that home as it is here with us. And Lord, as we leave this place, to whatever the rest of our day or our week will hold, Lord, we go knowing that when we are weak, you make us strong. When we are doubtful, you help us to hold on fast. And that, Lord, you are indeed our cornerstone. Bless us, we pray. Amen. Amen. Good night and God bless you. Thank you.